In this week's message, we'll be diving into the topic of self-worth. Specifically, how can I see myself through God's eyes? What we're really diving into is a topic of values. So, what does God value most, and does that match what I value most? That's really where I get my self-worth from, is from what God values. And what God screams to me is that he values me in Jesus, that Jesus loved me, died for me, and is gonna come get me and bring me back to heaven. That's how I know I can face the future with confidence and my self-worth is rock solid in him. Hi, my name is Phil Bischoff. I'm Director of Outreach and Youth Ministry at Crosswalk Church, and I wanna welcome you to the message today. Uh, we are going through our, um, our series called Worth It. It's our last uh, message in this series, and, and this Sunday is a very important Sunday. It's Confirmation Sunday, and I'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, but the title of today's message is Seeing My Worth Through God's Eyes. So here's how I want to start. Do you have a time in your life that you would call a defining moment? Maybe it was an event that influenced the rest of your life. Maybe you have more than one. I know for me, it's, it's tough not to say that my wedding day was a defining moment. Absolutely a day that influenced the rest of my life. Um, Defining moments are ones, they're called defining moments because we define what's, what's valuable to us, what we consider important. On that day of my wedding, um, what I made a statement that was important to me was Rachel and this commitment to be with each other until death do us part. And what's interesting is the, the, the challenges that we've been through have made both of us say that we value that commitment even more than the day of our wedding, of all that we've been through. Now, I also think of a defining moment before that, and it was my own confirmation Sunday when I was about in eighth grade, and it was a day that I was accepted into membership at Grace Lutheran Church in Glendale, not too far from where we're recording here. And, um, and that day, I made a vow to God and to my church family that I would make God my number one priority and make his word the number one priority in my life. Now, honestly, I haven't done that my whole life. I've failed at that many times. But God hasn't failed me. And, and that is what makes me want to continue making that vow and asking God for forgiveness when I don't, but trusting that, that he's with me and he's not going to fail me. So um, this weekend, as I said, is Confirmation Sunday. Six young people are gonna be accepted into membership. And so I pray it's a defining moment for them, but I also want today to be a defining moment for you and me. And I think it can be because look at the opening question we have. The opening question is this, is, how does what God values compare to what I value most? And how does this affect my self-worth? So if we're going to talk about self-worth, let's define it. 
Uh, Self-worth is how, how do you know you are valuable as a human being? But let's go deeper. It, it's really how do I know that I'm worthy of being loved, of being respected? How, am I, how do I know I'm, I'm worthy of those things? Um, I would say that the topic of self-worth has never been more important to any people group besides us, modern Americans, at, at any time, I would argue. That if you would go to different places in the world, this, this idea of, of self-worth and this idea of um, the importance of individuality is not as valued as it is here in, in our culture. And we, we're even blind to that. Uh, we, we think that that's just the way things are, that, that um, knowing I'm worth something is, is something I, I need to think about all the time. I need to find it out and discover it. And it's not true for everyone all around the world, uh, that, that it's the most important thing. Um, now, here we go. Let's go back to our opening question is, where do we start then with, with self-worth? And I want to start with the words of Jesus. So in Matthew 4, 4, it says this, Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. All right, so this is a value statement, okay? And what, what it's saying is that God's values are described in his words and promises in the Bible and are my source of life. So you see, he says, bread of life, what you live on, Jesus says we live on the values, the words and promises of God. Okay, so why can't I just say amen and we're done? I mean, it's not that God's word isn't clear. John 3.16 is the most clear verse in the Bible. God so loved the world, he sent his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. It shows me I'm valuable. It shows me Jesus loves me. Oh, yeah. There's that thing that we face every day called sin, that, and sin separates us from God. It distorts us from the truth. It deceives us, and our world is a broken place. And that's why God allows us to go through defining moments so that his values are shown more clear, especially in the pain of life and the difficulties of life. So um, what I want to do is go through the book of Joshua, chapter 1, because this is a defining moment for Joshua. Now, a little recap here. So um, the children of Israel were slaves in Egypt for 400 years. And Joshua was a kid when, um, when he, and he was still an, a slave of the Egyptians. When he was um, in his 30s or 40s, Moses came and delivered the children of Israel from Egypt. God used him to deliver them. They, they got free of the Egyptians. And uh, then what happened, though, is the Israelites stopped trusting God. And they let their fears uh, of their enemies take over. And so God had them uh, wander in the desert for 40 years as a way to draw them closer to him, to be honest. And so now this defining moment, that, that's the setup, is now uh, we're here after the 40 years and Moses has died and God is speaking to Joshua about Here's this promise I still made that you're going to take this promised land. You're going to defeat your enemies. So let's get into it. 
After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aide, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give them to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you or forsake you. Okay, so Joshua is in his 70s or 80s, and he's seen a lot in his life up to this point. And Moses had a huge effect on him, was, was a huge influence on him, mostly because what Moses did was he showed Joshua and the people of Israel that God could be trusted and that following his promises was the most important. I mean, goodness, he had to face, the, face Pharaoh. He had to face a grumbling people. Moses had weaknesses, and Joshua saw that, but, but he knew what Moses valued and where Moses got his value from. So here's um, one thing I want you to think about, is that God sends you people who serve him by directing you to trust in his promises and to value what he does so that you will thrive after they are gone. Some people might come to your mind of who have directed you to God and his promises, and maybe some of those people are gone. Maybe you can't list someone, and if you have trouble, I, I want to give a few shout-outs here, okay? I hope Pastor Dan and Pastor Chris make this list. Every Sunday are directing you to God's words and promises. And I hope uh, you're directed to the people of our church. Many people who are there to walk beside you and to point you to God and his promises. Now, my, my confirmation was a defining moment because my church made it one. Uh, I remember things like the, the pastors always wore white robes to describe our, um, the white robes we'll wear in heaven, meaning we wear Jesus' righteousness for us. It points us to Jesus. They wore white robes, and here's a photo of me with hair wearing a white robe. That was a, okay. I'm wearing one like the pastor is. The pastors always spoke, and at my confirmation examination, I was given the chance to speak. And that's dangerous, giving me a microphone. Um, but but that, that, that's what made part of the defining moment for me. Um, and, and we want this Sunday to be a defining moment for our young people. All right, so let's, let's keep going. Let's uh, go back to the time when Joshua uh, wasn't 80, but when he was about my age, 40, okay? And this was going back in time. Remember I told you that the children of Israel faced fears and they gave in to their fears and they didn't want to go in and defeat the, the, the enemies of the promised land. So God had them wander for 40 years. That's this time, okay? So here's what it says in the book of Numbers. The Lord said to Moses, send some men to explore the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the Israelites from each ancestral tribe and one of its leaders. Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, son of Jephna, who were among those who had explored the land, tore their clothes and said to the entire Israelite assembly, the land we passed through and explored is exceedingly good. 
If the Lord is pleased with us, he will lead us into that land, a land flowing with milk and honey, and will give it to us. Only do not rebel against the Lord, and do not be afraid of the people of the land, because we will devour them. Their protection is gone, but the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid of them. But the whole assembly talked about stoning them. Then the glory of the Lord appeared at the tent of meeting to all the Israelites. So Joshua makes this faithful speech. He was one of the leaders that went into the land. This great speech about trusting God. And what does he get for it? They want to stone him to death. And then it says the glory of the Lord appears. So the question is why? Those, every, every leader that went saw the same things. Every leader saw Moses deliver them through God from the Egyptians and saw the parting of the Red Sea. Every leader went and saw this land flowing with milk and honey, a beautiful land, and they saw some real strong enemies. So why was it that Joshua and Caleb said to trust the Lord and had one completely different view and the other leaders completely turned the Israelites against Joshua, against Moses, and caused them to want to go back to Egypt. Why is that? It's because of which eyes they were seeing through. You see, we all have physical eyes, and we look through those physical eyes, and we see circumstances of life. We see the big enemies. We, we see things that, can I really trust God's promises because I see things that make me question. Does God love me? Can I trust him? And then I question my self-worth. Because if, if I can't trust God, then I've got to create my own self-worth. And, and it's why the Egyptians um, thought about going back to Egypt. Okay? So what my eyes can see make me question if I should trust God's values and promises or create my own. So um, I do this. When I'm doubting God, I create my own, uh, my own values or my own self-worth. And, and what does that look like? Okay, so, so I want to ask you a question here. And it's a question I ask myself. And this is a self-audit for, for yourself, a values audit. Here's the question. If someone calls me blank, I get offended. So think about that for a little bit. If someone calls me blank, I get offended. Over the course of my life, that answer has changed. And what I put in that blank is often where I get my self-worth from more than from God. So, give you one. Uh, when people call me lazy, I get offended. Guess what I've tended to value uh, more than God often? My production in work, things that I accomplish, things that I do. That as long as I'm producing something, I'm worth something. If someone calls me lazy, I'm going to get offended at that. Or um, if someone calls me a bad staff minister, what do I value? People's opinions, that people see me in a certain light. I get offended when people call me selfish because I don't want to admit that I really am. I don't want to admit that um, there's times where I intentionally put myself in front of other people and hurt others, even those I, I hold dear to my heart. Now, <laughs> we get to the eyes of faith. 
So my eyes of faith remind me of what God has already done and that his glory will eventually be revealed. This is where Joshua and Caleb focused. They saw um, what was ahead of them. They saw the struggles. They saw the enemies. But they knew what God had already done for them. God had delivered them from Egypt. They focused on that. God was promising them the promised land. They knew about Abraham and all the history of the Israelites and everything God had promised had, had been fulfilled. So, and then his glory will eventually be revealed. That's talking about, I can trust that the future is going to turn out okay even though the present circumstance might not be. Like Joshua and Caleb were about to get stoned, but then what happened? God's glory was revealed. And the Israelites were like, uh-oh, okay. <laughs> we know God's on, on his side. And, and we know God's glory will be revealed when he comes again, when Jesus comes again eventually and takes us to heaven. Now, um, we know God was true to his promise. And I, I want to share a couple verses with you. Here's one from Joshua 1.9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Now, I used to think that the most important word in that was the word commanded. That, you know, we just got to follow God's commands. It's not the most important word. The most important word is I. Because it's saying, God is saying, me, it's me that's commanding you, the God who loves you, the God who's there for you, the God who has promised your salvation. And now I wanna to go to Matthew 1, The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. The value of a name is important. God shows the name Emmanuel here to say, you wanna really know, um, if I love you, if I can be trusted, here's how God shouts that to us. It's one word, and it's Jesus. If you ever question, does God uh, value me or can I, can I trust him? It's why we talk so much about what Jesus has done and is doing and will do, how he saved you, how he's with you, how he's taking you home to heaven. And here's the truth, when I magnify that, when I magnify Jesus, then I have an accurate and healthy view of myself. That's the funny thing about self-worth is, true self-worth isn't really about myself. It's about who God is. And when I focus on him and his name and I'm praising him, giving glory to him, I view myself accurately. Let me finish with one final verse here, and it's from Joshua 1, 10 to 11. So all this is, has gone on, right? And God says, don't be afraid. And, and, and I want you to see Joshua's response. So Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp and tell the people, get your provisions ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here to go in and take possession of the land, and the Lord your God is giving you for your own. Without hesitation, do you see what Joshua does here? God says, here's the plan. You've seen me before. Um, you've seen what I'm going to do. And do you see kind of the attitude of Joshua here? What, what I see is I see confidence. And I see a little bit of excitement. 
Joshua's going to face even more pressure um, and even more challenges as they go into the promised land. But he's going based on his self-worth in God. He's going with God's name on him. And he's going knowing that the creator of the universe is on his side so he can face the universe, face the world in confidence. So even with troubles coming, you and I can be excited about the future because our future is tied to the one who holds it. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you that you have um, shouted to us in your word what you think about us, that you think the world of us literally, that you gave your son to save the world and that you want to spend eternity with us. Lord, um, help us realize that when we magnify you, magnify your son, our self-worth becomes healthy and accurate, that we gain confidence, that we get excitement about the days to come because what our future is tied to is you and your promises, things that are sure. Please be with us. Be with our young people that are making their vows to you based on your love to them. And please be with, with everyone else, with all of us at Crosswalk Church, that th today can be a defining moment where we say, I'm going to value what God does, and I'm going to live my life based on that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now go with God's blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his peace. Amen. Thanks for joining us.